Hello, superstars. Welcome to the November 2020 edition of the Awesome Overflow. If you are new to being a superstar, first of all, hello and welcome. We've had so many awesomes jump over here to become superstars this month. A lot of them were enticed over because of Rebecca and her conversation, bringing that spicy to us with the uh, spicy romance novels. So uh, if you're new to being a superstar, welcome. We are so thrilled that you are here. We love our superstar so much. As I say, every single time we do an episode for you guys, we are so thankful for your support. Uh, 2020 has been a time, you guys, and there are so many things that you could be doing with your money to support the work that you want to support in the world. It means so much to every single person on the Sort of Awesome team that you are committed to supporting us. And so thank you for that, first of all. So if you're new, the Awesome Overflow is one episode that we do every month. I sit down with somebody, Callie or Rebecca. This month, I'm sitting down with my sister, Emily. And we just kind of talk about the things that didn't make it onto the main show, whether it was something too personal or if it was just some extra awesome in our life. Just kind of a casual girlfriend catch up on what all has been going on. Emily, thank you for joining me for the uh, Awesome Overflow this month, first of all. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. I feel like this is genuinely going to be a catch up for us because, you know, with school starting, with um, me homeschooling two of our kids, with you doing double duty as a teacher who is both teaching virtually and in person, we honestly just have not had much time to chit chat for like months. Right. Right. Since like July. Yeah. Yeah. We literally, we text often, we Vox, we check in, but we have not had a good sit down. So thank you so much for joining me for this. This is going to be so good, I think. Yes, I think it will be. Well, you had texted me um, about 15 minutes before we were scheduled to start recording. And you're like, hey, I'm ready when you are. And I was like, oh, dang it. I'm not ready yet. I mean, of course I'm not. <laughs> when would I ever be 15 minutes early? <laughs> but part of the reason I have to confess part of the reason I wasn't quite ready yet is because I was finishing an episode of a podcast. Okay. It was an episode that was so good. I had to get to the end. So do you ever listen to the Gimlet production called Heavyweight? No. Okay. I've heard so of heavy- it, but I, I haven't listened to it. I think I've talked about it through the years because it's one of my very favorite productions. Um, Heavyweight is Jonathan Goldstein, um, who's a comedian uh, slash radio personality out of Canada. And it's his show with Gimlet. And the concept of the show, it's called Heavyweight. And the idea is that he helps people revisit things that have happened in their past, maybe something that they have a regret about, something they feel resentful about, something they just don't understand why it happened. He helps them, but it's been like weighing on them Mm -hmm. heavily. Mm -hmm. That's where the heavy weight part comes in. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So he helps them to go back and find the people and like revisit the thing and have really good conversations. He's funny, but sometimes the subject matter can be, you know, a little bit more serious as people talking about things that are really sensitive to them. Right. And so... Anyway, I was listening to a very recent episode from Heavyweight. It's called Annie. And in this episode, it was a little bit different because instead of Jonathan hosting, he had his producer, Kalila, host the episode. And the the big part of the story is that there's a woman named Annie. And she's, um, you know, she's probably like my age, maybe like a little bit younger. um, But 
she has had a very close relationship with somebody in her family, a man who it was an uncle, but he was like a dad to her. And then she noticed that her family was leaving her out when they would get together, the uncle and her mom and different cousins and stuff. They'd get together in the same city where she lives and they would be just like talking about it on Facebook and stuff and nobody invited her. And she was very hurt by this. And so um, Kalila's job then is to kind of dig into this family dynamic and see what's going on. Now, Annie has this big, powerful personality and Kalila is like me. She's like very non-confrontational. The thought of helping people piece this together made her feel like really uncomfortable and awkward. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Emily. It was such a good listen. Every single one of these stories, there is, it's so, it's always an emotional ride. And this particular one, when they finally make the connection with Annie and this uncle, the conversation between them, I was just like getting tears in my eyes. It was so powerful. And it just reminded me like, there are so many big hurts that we have in our lives that start from like little understand misunderstandings. And sometimes so can you spoil any of it. I, well, like, I'm not going to spoil it. You guys got to go listen to it. It's oh, so good. It. It's really short too. They're like, okay. less, they're like 40 minutes or something. Okay. Okay. Now they're I'm not listening to it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I just, I think almost every single episode just really drives that point home that sometimes we start telling ourselves a story about yeah. what's going on. And sometimes we just got to push through the awkwardness and really instead of Annie was feeling bad because she had a big meltdown on Facebook and totally, totally called her family out for getting together without her. Oh no. Oh gosh. (laughs) Then she fully admits to it. She was like, that was not my finest moment. (laughs) Um, But, you know, sometimes it just takes pushing through the awkwardness to have that little conversation and see what's going on. So anyway, I love Heavyweight and that episode was really such a standout for me. But um, I have to ask you one thing that we often are texting about and talking about is what we're listening to podcast wise. So what's been good in podcast listening for you lately? Well, uh, you know, I don't know that I've mentioned, I think I've mentioned this before. I don't even listen to the radio anymore. Like, yeah, no, I'm um, like a huge country music fan. Uh-huh. I huge. Yeah. What songs are good because I don't listen to the radio. I only listen to podcasts. That is uh I'm gonna give my stamp of approval to that. Yes. I find it to yes. be very awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I could talk I could talk to you the whole episode about podcasts. Um Ooh, do tell. One that I really love right now, um, it's called Do No Harm. It's brand new. It's like four episodes in. Okay. And um, it's produced, it's uh, it's a collaboration between Wondery and NBC. How very dare you. I know. I feel like such a traitor. Listening to listening a Wondery to production. A Wondery production. It's so well done. I'm just kidding, of course. <laughs> Wondery goes on. Wondery exists. They still make great podcasts. Yes. Yes. It's not, it's a, not a thing. It's not a thing. We've continued to do our thing too. Can we, so. can we still be friends and sisters? We can still be friends. We can still be sisters. <laughs> I will allow it. So tell me what Do No Harm is. I have, I'm have. i like out of the loop on some of these, so I don't even okay. know what this one was about. So like I said, it's only four episodes in, um, and it's so far it's about two uh, couples in Texas, in Houston, Texas, mm-hmm. who have basically been accused of child abuse and um, it's basically about, you know, the people that are um, appointed and hired to protect um, children are actually um, 
they're not protecting them. They're um, taking oh. children away from their families yeah. and they're, um, you know, it's all about suspected child abuse and, mm. you know, it's just really well done and it's really engaging. It's giving me a lot to think about because, you know, as an educator, um, CPS is like, you know, the good guys, like we, um, our counselors on a regular basis report, um, issues well, and incidents to CPS. We're mandatory reporters. I was going to say, aren't you as a teacher even yes. a mandatory reporter? Yes, so absolutely. this probably hits close to home. Like if you right. suspect child abuse, yes. you are under an obligation yeah. to make a report. Absolutely. Within a certain amount of time. And so like I see CPS as like, you know, a really um, just a great agency. And um, there are a couple cases and I don't know where, you know, if they're going to bring in other, you know, cases, other families, but so far they have two um, in the Houston area where, you know, some accidents happened and, you know, doctors, like some doctors have said they're the family have cleared the parents and then others haven't. And going through that legal battle and having to prove to the courts and to the police that, you know, the accident happened. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. I think about this often, especially now with Nico being in daycare and, you know, he is a very, very busy one and a half year old boy. He falls down all the time. And there's been a couple of times when I've taken him in in the morning and and I've explained like, you know, he's got a bruise on his head. This is what happened. He was playing too rough with his brothers or he was running and he fell down. I always feel like I have to over explain like every bump and bruise. But then I feel like if when I'm over explaining, does it make me sound like I'm trying to cover something up? I know. Good news that makes me feel a little better is that Nico falls down a lot at daycare too, and they have to fill out like a little report every time to tell what happened. Yeah. So it makes me feel a little better that we're all on the same page, that Nico is just busy and he gets a lot of bumps and bruises. He's a boy. In fact, I remember when your twins were little, little, I would see bruises on their legs and I'd be like, what in the world are they doing? And then I actually had a a caseworker, like a social worker friend Mm -hmm. say that especially with little boys, like it's actually normal to find like scrapes and bruises because okay. it means they're playing. It's actually yes. a good sign. Okay. That because makes you feel they're, yeah, better. Because they're playing and that's what boys do. And so yeah. yes. not that I thought that I was just like, what are the boys doing? Like, <laughs> that, what are they that doing? That made me feel so worried about you. <laughs> no, but it's just funny. But yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's just, it's a really interesting show. Um, it's very well done. It's very well produced. And I yeah. can't, see, can't wait to see, you know, what else, what else they talk about. So, okay. Anything else to stand out wise lately? Any episodes or any other series or um, ghosts in the burbs? Oh yeah. That's you, a great show. You introduced that to me. Um, yes. I love it. It's, yes. uh, it's great. It's got some good stories. I love a good ghost story. So mm-hmm. even though Halloween hey, is over. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, I just yeah. have to blurt things out or I'll forget that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am so fun to be around. Um, so now I actually did forget it. Okay. Wait. So Ashley Flowers has a relatively new yes. podcast, not new, new, but relatively new compared to true crime, to crime junkie. Yes. Um, it's called Supernatural. Yes. Have you listened to it? Um, I have not listened to that one. She actually has 
doesn't she, she has have, a number? She's like she's expanding and like right. becoming a whole she's network ex- yeah, in and she's of herself. Expanding her network. She has one yeah. um, with the fictional stories that I've listened to. Yes. What is the name of that one? Oh my gosh, it's I can't on my think feed of it, and I can't remember the name. Of I it. cannot think of it either off the top of my head. But anyway, Supernatural is really good. The interesting thing about Supernatural for me is she has the same approach that I think that she has on Crime Junkie, but it's a solo show, so she doesn't mm-hmm. have Brit or anybody there like interjecting into the story. Yeah. It's just her telling the stories. And I like it too, because it's not just ghost stories, although there are plenty of those, but it's, she does like conspiracy theories and, um, uh, what else? Like even like alien and just kind of anything that's spooky. She does on supernatural and I think she does a really good job with it. I really like it. Yeah. She's a great storyteller. She really is. She really is. Yeah. So, um, a couple of standouts for me lately. I've been trying some new series. There's a couple I'm kind of halfway into, but they have not grabbed my attention to where I'm like binge listening. Mm-hmm. If I come across one, I will for sure tell you. But I always listen to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Mondays. And okay. a couple that were really good recently that I wanted to tell you was Rashida Jones was on in the past couple of weeks. Okay. That one is so good. Rashida Jones is so charming and just like seems so approachable and like uh-huh. you can totally be friends with her. And mm-hmm. she and Conan really are kind of friends. And so they have a good chemistry together. And I just thought that was a really good episode. Um, and then also very recently, Kevin Hart was on there and he's very funny, but the, his episode itself is not like a ton of laughs. It's more him talking, he and Conan talking about the sort of art and science of comedy and how comedic timing works and how the back and forth and and the chemistry of it all works. Yeah. And so that was really good. And then in the second half of the episode, he talks a lot about race in America and being a black man who's an entertainer and the high stakes that that brings and how, you know, he's had a couple of very public, controversies happen and how as a uh, a black man in America, he feels like it takes more for her to, him to overcome that. I don't know. It was just a very, very thought-provoking conversation. Again, I think Kevin Hart is so funny and he has a new stand-up special on Netflix that we watched the other night that I thought was funny. Um, but this one was a little bit more serious side, a little more thoughtful side. Mm-hmm. So it was a very good listen on Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend too. Just going to throw that out there. Okay. Um, I will tell you that um, I think that I have talked about In the Dark, the podcast oh, In yeah. the Dark. Yes. Um, season two is about um, a man named Curtis Flowers mm, who yes. um, had been tried over and over in the state of Mississippi for mm-hmm. a crime that he didn't commit. And there's some really, really um, – just really great updates on that case. Yes. So, yeah. I had been following the news of that, though I have not listened to the podcast. Yes. It's a great show. And now that it has um, a happy ending, it's just, um, it's just good. a really, it's, yeah, it's a feel good ending. Good. Good, yeah. good, good. Yeah. Now you and I both love the um, Obsessed Network that started with True Crime Obsessed yes. and then had Obsessed with Disappeared. They've had some other limited series. Mm-hmm. Have you listened to their newest production, Crimes of the Century? No, I've heard um, a lot of ads for it. Um, it's yeah. on my list. Of, mm-hmm. I've actually subscribed to it. I just haven't started listening to it. Um, yeah, have I haven't listened, listened to it either. Okay. No, I haven't. So I we'll am- have to check it out. I am very much enjoying um, Obsessed with Disappeared. Oh, my gosh. It's my it's like probably one of my favorite listens of yes. the whole week. I love yes. Ellen Marsh. I do, she too. Is hilarious. Yeah. yeah, she really is. 
her and Patrick's dynamic. I mean, you know, the kind of jokes that you can only have. They make fun of each other like so much. (laughs) Relentlessly. It's so funny. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, Emily, 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 speaking of podcasts. Yes. Here's an interesting thing that I I asked you if it was okay if we could talk about this on the overflow and you agreed to do this. So uh, earlier this month, Kelly and I did an episode called uh, Self-Care Versus Self-Comfort, Everything You Need to Know, revisiting a past conversation that we've had about self-care and self-comfort on Sort of Awesome. And so, you know, we talked about the distinctions between the two, why you need some of both, why self-care is so pivotal when we're in like consistent, constant crisis right now in Mm -hmm. 2020. And this is maybe the first time that you've ever done this in the history of Sort of Awesome production. I think Uh you had such big feelings about that episode and some of the things we covered that you wrote me an email. Yes. Well, it was too too long to text and I didn't have a box and yeah. Yeah. That's fine. I'm just saying like it really, like it really got you. Yeah thinking some thoughts about it. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to see if you could kind of hit some of the highlights of your response. Somebody who, again, as a teacher since, I mean, starting in July, you were prepping, but since right. August has been not just virtually teaching and all of the new prep that goes along with that and managing kids who are trying to do art at home. Like right. how do you even do that? Right. Cause you're a, if you guys are not familiar, Emily is a middle school art teacher, um, but you also have kids in your classroom. So learning how to teach in the midst of a pandemic and all that that entails with middle school kids who are right. not right. Maybe the most socially responsible humans no. on the planet. Oh, no. Um, so you had some feelings. So give us some of the highlights. Right. So um, I don't really know where to begin. Just that um, well, I, I think, think this really was, I think this really hit you in a place because on the heels of listening to this pod, I mean, like right before this, okay, this podcast episode came on the heels of you guys getting a big, like sort of talking to yes, from we did. HR yeah, at your district yeah. about how important self-care is. Right, and so right. maybe that could be a jumping off point for the context for your response right. to that episode. Right. So there was this big initiative uh, where we were sent these... Um, thankful Thursday videos. Um, and they they decided that every Thursday in November, they're going to send us a video about how thankful they, they are for their education heroes. And it's all of the videos are centered around self care. And literally in one of the videos, they said, um, it was suggested to us that since, uh, it's starting to get darker earlier at night, we should all wake up early in the morning and go for a walk. Okay. Um, no, <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Now, I will tell you that, like, uh, there is a friend, uh, Jesse Lee, in our group. Um, she is an educator, and I think that she does do some morning meditation oh, yeah. and walks, and that is yeah. awesome. Um, mm-hmm. That is suggestion is not a solution for what we are dealing with right now. Well, I was going to say, especially in a moment where you've told me you've been up until nine or 10 o'clock at night trying to get all the grading done or later just because you have, or later yeah, because there, because of the having to do it in two different contexts, two different grading systems, all of this stuff that you are staying up so late having, and you're an introvert having zero recovery time. Right. 
right. to recharge your battery right. um, in the midst of all of this. And you're doing it because you love your students and you love right. being right. an educator, but the suggestion of like, get up a little earlier and go for a walk, it felt maybe dismissive in a way. Yeah, it or did. It just felt just- like, it felt, it feels to me and um, some people close to me, um, it feels like they are, they are saying that self-care is the answer to the workload that we have right now when really it's a it's it's it could be construed as a toxic work environment because you know we are seen as these education heroes and that mm-hmm. teaching is a calling and you know it's not about you know how much money you make and really you know actually when you get down to it, like teaching is a job. Mm-hmm. Like at, yeah. I'm at the point, I'm at the point in my life after teaching for 18 years where I have to say, yes, teaching is a calling, but also it's a job where I have to turn it off and I have to yes. have boundaries and I have mm-hmm. to just say like, yeah, okay. So-and-so worked 50, 60 hours last week. That's awesome for her or for him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work 40 hours this week because I'm going to spend time with my family and friends and I'm not going to work on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So. I think the way you said it in the email to me was basically self-care is not the answer for a toxic work environment. Right. Right. And that you and other colleagues, and I don't want to throw your district under the bus. This is a pervasive problem for teachers oh, across right. the country, maybe right. even you know globally. Right. Um, you all are going repeatedly to your administration and saying, like, this workload is not sustainable for us. You right. are burning teachers out. You're a department head, so you mm-hmm. not only have your own burden to carry, but you're also trying to communicate concerns from the teachers that are in your department to administration. And right. it's just essentially the response seems like it has just been, but you guys are the heroes. You're on the front lines. Nobody could do this without you. And just like not taking any action. Like they're just trying right. to right. respond with like words instead of well, actually taking action yeah. to adjust the workload that right. is being forced on you guys. They're putting it on us. They're telling us, you know, to take up yoga or to take a hot bath when really what we need is a paid day off to plan. Like we need a day away from our in-person kids so that we can plan like once a month minimum. We need um, compensation for PPE that we're buying. We need, um, you know, real solutions instead of just saying like, way to go. And, you know, really what this I think is a reflection of just like you said, I'm not blaming my principal at all. I'm not even blaming my district. I just think that we're getting into this realm of toxic, toxic positivity that is just Mm -hmm. harmful. Um, You know, there's, there are groups of people that, you know, just say, Oh, you know, choose joy. Well, you know, you can't really choose joy um, when you're talking about someone who has a mental illness, who, who Mm -hmm. has, who suffers from depression and anxiety, like I do, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can't really choose joy when a teacher is, um, working 50 or 60 hours a week and they're on a one income household, you know, with, you know, multiple kids or whatever. And yeah, I mean, I think it's part of a bigger issue in our society. Um, 
you know, I don't need to wash my face. You know, I need the things <laughs> in my life fixed. I mean, I think you know what I mean I by that. Face washing covered. <laughs> right. I need you to figure out the systemic issues <laughs> right. that are right draining the life out of me right, right. now. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and you know, you said this in the email and I want to make it clear that you said in the email, you understood that Kelly and I were not personally saying like everybody who's stressed, here's what you need to do. Um, but that, that particular episode just hit you in a moment when this was all like kind of blowing up for you in your personal work life. We were were getting that message, you know, from Mm -hmm. top people in the district, you know, take time for yourself. But then at the same time, we had a faculty meeting where the, where the meeting was basically the theme of the meeting was dear teachers, you're still not doing enough. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's hard. I mean, it's very hard. That is so hard. Yeah. So hard. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that with the superstars. Again, you guys know that we always save our good stuff and our inside scoop for you all. Um, so thank you for sharing that with, um, the superstars. Um, I'm going to switch gears a little bit to talk about, (laughs) talk about, diagnosing yourself via TikTok. <laughs> this is going to be great. Yes. So good. So healthy. Good self-care practice. Okay. So I love TikTok. I, you and I were just talking about this before we started recording. We both love TikTok, but we both just kind of have not been on there very much. Right. Um, for me, I know once I open it, forget it. There's like a half right. hour of my life gone. Oh, yeah, minimum. totally. Yes. Uh, my friend Julie, who is a superstar, will often text me TikToks. Rebecca texts me TikToks. And so if somebody sends me one, I'll open it for sure. Yeah. But for me to just, I had to like hide it from myself on my phone. Right. Right. <laughs> it's the best time waster. It is. But I did happen to open it the other day and I was, I was flipping through it. And so um, a TikTok came up that I have been dying to tell you about because okay. it was so fascinating to me. Okay. So the TikTok itself came from an account uh, by a guy named Ben Bernard. I don't know him. He's got a blue check mark. I don't know if he's famous somewhere. Anyway, he's got a check mark on TikTok. But he was doing an audio from another account called Katiosaurus. So Mm -hmm. if you're not familiar with TikTok, a lot of a lot of TikToks are created when the TikTok person you're watching is using audio from somebody else's that somebody else created. Yes. So uh, an account named Katiosaurus had created what she called her hyper-specific um, put a finger down ADHD challenge. So okay. on TikTok, it's a meme that the thing of put a finger down. Yes. And so you'll, you will be facing your camera and you have all five fingers up and you're listening to someone else's audio that in, you can hear the other person's audio mm-hmm. and they'll say, put a finger down if, and you were telling me you played this yeah. with your kids in I class did. the other day. They taught it to me. And yes. I loved it. It was so fun. It's so fun. I mean, a lot of them are really funny. It's kind of a fun way just to just to relate to people like this is me. Can you relate to this kind yeah, of thing? Right. It's used in a variety of contexts on TikTok, but it's the put a finger down challenge. So Katie Sorosa created one that's hyper specific about ADHD. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I actually went in and wrote these down so I can read them to you. Okay. So so you get you start with all five fingers up. Put a finger down. If you are a recovering gifted and talented kid who has repeatedly been told there's no way they could have any kind of mental illness because they did so well in school. Okay. Which I thought that was interesting. Okay. So put a finger down if you've ever ghosted someone because you totally meant to get back to them, but then you put it off and put it off and now it's been months and it would be super awkward if you emailed them out of the blue. So you've just planned to never speak to that person again. (laughs) I've done that. That's me. (laughs) God bless it. Yes. A thousand percent. Okay. 
put a finger down if you have like three good friends and 1,000 acquaintances. Yes. And then put a finger down if you are an empathetic people pleaser. So your friends and acquaintances never know what category they are in because you bend over backwards to make everyone feel like they are your best friend. And then the last one is, and then put a finger down if there's something within arm's reach of you right now that you could totally put away, but instead it's been sitting there for like a week. Okay. So. I still have three fingers up. Oh, okay. So maybe you don't actually have ADHD if this is our diagnostic now. (laughs) So I sent this to Daisy because Daisy does think that she might have ADHD. Mm -hmm. And so she and I have talked back and forth about this a lot. Yeah. and then we've kind of talked about like, what, what would it look like? Does she want to go talk to someone, you know, like all of these different things. So, yeah. you know, I don't want to dig into her privacy too much, but anyway, yeah. this has been an ongoing conversation with me and her. Yeah. So I'd sent her this TikTok and she was laughing because she was like all fingers down yeah. on this. And I was like, you know what? I kind of feel like I am too. And then she told me, we've even laughed about this is a, this is a sort of meme and a, a discussion on TikTok is that is this idea of parents realizing through their kids' symptoms, like, oh my gosh, I I think I actually have ADHD too. (laughs) And then I'm like, do we all have ADHD? ADHD, or is it just a few of us? Like, is it, is this was really hyper-specific. And again, I'm not saying that this is how you should diagnose yourself. But it does give you pause to think like, oh my gosh, I really super related to all of those. What could be going on? What's the bigger message here? Well, I think, I think it's easy to um, identify with certain things. Like, you know, I suffer from OCD. Mm-hmm. I've had OCD since I was 17, 17, 16 or 17 years old. Yes. Um, and a lot of people um, have obsessive compulsive tendencies. Okay. Right. Like they need things to be at a right angle on their desk. That doesn't mean they necessarily have OCD. Right. Um, But also in the age of technology, I think it's also easy to be distracted just normally. Wait, can you hear me? I can't hear you. What happened? Still recording. Oh no. Still can't hear you. Can are you, you are you me? still plugged in? Shake okay, your head yes if you can hear me. Okay, I unmuted FaceTime. Okay. Okay. I can't hear you and also your um track is oh testing uh, like blanked out. Testing. Okay. Oh wait, there we go. There okay. we go. Okay, now we're back. Okay. Okay. That was weird. That was weird. Okay. Should be good now. Okay. Maybe the internet was just glitchy yeah. or something. Okay. 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 So start over with um, the right angle of the desk thing. Like that doesn't necessarily mean right. you have OCD. So like say someone, you know, says, oh, all of my stuff on my desk has to be at a right angle. Well, you know, that just could be like a personality thing. That doesn't necessarily mean that you have OCD. And I think that probably goes along the same lines of like ADD and ADHD, just because you're easily distracted by stuff or, you know, you're forgetful or, you know, whatever, that doesn't necessarily mean, and especially, you know, with technology the way it is, I mean, we have everything around us to distract us, you know, um, more so than we did, like, say, when you and I were in school. 
Yeah. Um, so I think it's, you know, it's probably there's just some tendencies in everybody for certain things. I don't know. Yes. What do you think? Well, I do think it's just interesting because a lot, I mean, she sent me several as we've been having these conversations back and forth. And a lot of them are like, oh my gosh, I really genuinely identify with that. But it's like you said, there's a difference between like maybe we talk about the autism spectrum, like maybe all sort of neurological situations are on a spectrum. Yeah. Like maybe you could have um, some light right. attention deficit issues. Right. But maybe not all the way on the end of the spectrum where you need to ha- be on some kind of medication or in right, some kind right. of treatment to be able to function. Yeah. Uh, I remember like one of the things you've told me in mental health circles is they kind of use a litmus test of, um, is this disrupting your daily life? Right. Yeah. So, so if I was not on medication for my OCD, I would not be able to function. Right. Be exactly. wanting to clean everything around me yes, and organize exactly. everything around me. Now, does the does the medication is it like a magical fix? No, I still struggle right. with it. You know, because it's all based on anxiety. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I think maybe because yeah, I mean, I you know, like I'm thinking of a student I have right now currently who I filled out um, a form for, and the forms that the doctor's office give us um, are very involved. Like mm. they're like anywhere from 50 to a hundred questions and they're very specific. Okay. And some of the questions are the same questions. They're just worded differently. Uh-huh. Yes. And like, when I think about this particular student, like just observing him, like he is distracted by literally everything. Like mm-hmm. he could mm-hmm. be distracted by something I'm doing because I yeah. he fits close to, close to me in the classroom. Um, I don't know where I was really going with that. But, um, you know, I think, I don't know. I think um, there could be a, a spectrum of. Well, and part of it that's just so fascinating to me, too, is how much TikTok, and this goes beyond the specific thing we were talking about, but how much TikTok, it can definitely be a time sink and it can... Um, <laughs> it could definitely be something that you're like, oh my gosh, I've wasted so much time. But it really does do a great job, I think, of connecting people with things that they're interested in or that they might feel like nobody in my life understands this except me. Yeah. Another thing, and I don't think Daisy would mind me saying this at all, but another thing, Daisy is super, super, super into Dungeons and Dragons. Right. She has friends who are casually interested in it, uh-huh. but she's like super into it. And so she doesn't really have friends in person that she can get together and talk all things Dungeons and Dragons with, but she right. can go on D and D TikTok and like get all of the memes and be right. highly entertained. And like, yeah. it's a whole community, which yeah. I mean, I know I'm like explaining internet community all over again. Like I know we all have experienced this. <laughs> right. I just think it's so fascinating because I was not prepared for how much of TikTok is there's communities within it. Right. I, I thought it, it was, I really just thought it was people just being silly and right. lip syncing and teens dancing and stuff like that. But right. there really is so much community building that's going on there that I was really unprepared for. Yeah. Like when I uh, was watching it this summer, like I said, I've had to like just, you know, cut that out just because I don't have time for it. But when I was watching it like in July and August, yeah, uh, because I liked so many teacher videos, I started seeing a lot more teacher videos. So now when I do open up the app, it's a lot of teacher tech tips, which I mean, like are really great. And I've actually 
incorporated some of them, you know, into what I do. So yeah, I mean, there's a community for everyone. Yeah, Yeah, totally. So good. So good. Okay. Um, Before we wrap up, as we are recording, it's not quite Black Friday yet, but there are Black Friday sales uh, everywhere right now. The girls yes. even were like, we want to pick out all of our stuff because everything's on sale right now. This Here's our wish list and all yeah. of this. Yeah. Um, now, when it comes to Christmas gift shopping, yes, you and I, as very uh, much alike as we can be in some ways, we're very different. We could not be more different when it comes to gifts in general. Well, that's I think. very true. Because, well, what, wait, it was, uh, wait a well, second. What do you mean by that? Here's what, I mean by, here's what I mean by that. Giving gifts is my love yeah. language. No, oh, that's true. Yes. Like, I love giving people things. Yes, 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 yes. Um, And so, like, I, I will even, like, in the summer, like, make lists for people. This is what I was going to ask you. Now, yeah. Gifts are not my love language. Um, I I think I'm not like the worst gift giver ever, but no. it's not like no. I don't have that feeling of I really want to show you, person that I love, that how right. much I love you with this gift. Like right. I'm not as compelled. I try to just think like, oh, they're into this. Maybe they'll like this. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think that plays into our different approaches to Christmas gift shopping. But yeah. so what I wanted to ask you is because you're like basically done right now, right? Yes. I have a couple more. Um, I, I have a new boyfriend in my life. Yes, you do. And I have a couple more things to get him, but basically yeah. other than that, I'm done. So, and I have bought not a single gift yeah. for a single person. Right. So, right. um, yeah, actually I have bought one. I forgot. I have purchased oh. one thing off of my list and okay. that's it. Um, so let's talk about this. Do you, are you a person who, like you said, you start making lists even in the summer? Yes, I do. I just start like, cause I will uh, pick up on things that like your kids say and do. Okay. Mm-hmm. And stuff that like you and Kyle will talk about. Yes. And then, cause I, I have like a crazy weird memory. And so like, I'll remember that. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, I wonder if. They would like, you know, such and such for the holiday or whatever. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You've texted me. It'll randomly be like a Saturday in September. You'll text me a picture and be like, do you think the twins would want this for Christmas? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) What's Christmas? We have to do that again this year. (laughs) Yes, that's me every year. I got to buy every everyone again. Did we just do this? (laughs) Yes. Um, Well, and do you? I'll, I'll oh, go ahead. Another reason why I like to get it done early is because um, some years we don't get out of school until late. Oh, and true. I do not want to go into a store in in late December, you know, on December 20th or something. Right. And have now, that's to a huge, do something, buy something. That's a huge difference between us, too, because I don't buy hardly anything in store. Yeah. I okay. am yeah. online all the way. Not necessarily Amazon, although a lot of Amazon, right. but not all, right. not all, but I, I get so much anxiety. Right. You do shopping in person. I have many years in the past have had you, I've asked you, could you buy stocking stuffers for the kids? Could yeah. you do the kids Easter baskets? Yeah. You like to do I that. It literally that. makes my heart start racing. Yeah. I hate it right. so much. Right. So there's that. And so if I'm shopping online, I feel like less overwhelmed, I think. Right. Yeah. 
So anyway, now what I wanted to ask you though, is you said you start making lists. Do you like have a, you like, are you sort of like bullet journal style? You're just jotting down notes. Do you have nope. a, like a big I have, organized Google doc or anything? Nope. I am very okay. simple. Okay. <laughs> Megan, I, I don't, you know, I don't use a planner. I don't use any of that kind of stuff. If yeah. it's not on my phone, I'm not doing it. Like, okay. I use the notes app on my phone. I'm not kidding. I list the people I'm buying gifts for. I yeah. list a budget and then I have ideas and that's it. Okay. It's so now that simple. Makes me feel, okay. It's, that's, that's literally in the notes app on my phone. And then I have it, you know, I can go back and forth between using the notes app on my computer and phone and yeah. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Okay. That makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you are done. I have yes. not hardly started, but we'll get there. Yeah. Somehow, some yes. way. Yes. <laughs> well, thankfully right. you do use Amazon a lot. So yeah, it's easy. Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot. Um, can you think of anything else? Awesome wise, any other, uh, something awesome that's popped up in your life or anything like that? Or, um, not really. You get a week off from school for Thanksgiving. Yes. So that's pretty freaking that's awesome. That's good. And I did something that I've never done this year. Um, we can put it in um, the Sword of Awesome Superstars group. Okay. Wait, is that the group that this goes to? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I made a wreath. I made a Christmas wreath this year. Oh, that's yeah. so wonderful. Yeah, because I was looking at Hobby Lobby and um, even even when they have the 50% off, like the wreath I really wanted was like crazy expensive. Yeah. And so um, Matt and I just bought all the stuff and I just made it. And and he was like, because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, And he was like, you're an art teacher. How do you not know how to make a wreath? And I was like... There is a big difference between being an art teacher and being crafty. I don't really yeah. see myself as crafty. Okay. Right. Right. right, um, right. But it turned out great. So, yes. yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Alrighty. good. I can't wait to see it. Can't yeah. wait to see it. Okay. Well, Superstars, that just about does it for the November edition of yeah. Awesome Overflow, November 2020. Um, we have more sort of spicy coming up, so stay tuned for that for sure. Um, if you are on Facebook, please make sure to come join us in our Superstars group where we have all kinds of good conversation just amongst us, just between friends. Mm -hmm. Um and I think there's a link. I'll put a link in the show notes just to make sure since we, especially since we have so many new superstars, yeah. I want to make sure nobody misses that because we have um, a really good community over there. So Emily, if people want to talk to you, where can we connect with you? I am on Instagram at Emily34331. And I'm also active in this both sort of awesome hangout groups. Okay. Awesome. You guys know you can find me at Sorta Awesome Meg. Thank you again so much for your support. It makes an incredible difference for everything that we have going on at Sorta Awesome and for the year ahead too, which I'm very yes. excited about. We have some yes. good stuff coming up right around the corner. So Great. Uh, you guys, thanks so much and we'll see y'all next time. Bye-bye.